Episode 241 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm managing editor Kirk Seminoff sitting in for Bill. Well, there's a new furniture store in Wichita, and in case you haven't been touched by its marketing blitz on TV, radio, social media, billboards, it's Bob Mills Furniture, an Oklahoma City-based company. Bob Mills himself joins us for this week's podcast to talk about his 50-year-old business, why he decided on Wichita for his 10th store, and the lessons he's learned in a business that 51 or 52 years ago, he knew absolutely nothing about. I think you'll enjoy our conversation. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. It's our first print edition of 2022, and we look at innovation in Wichita. Reporter Daniel McCoy identifies a half dozen companies that he thinks are headed for big things. That story begins on page eight. Our list this week is the area's largest hotels and motels. Read which hotels are on top, and also check out Shelby Kellerman's story on what's ahead for Wichita's hotel business. That coverage begins on page six. Our special report this week is education. And we look at the dickens of a time public school districts are having funding finding substitute teachers. See what they're doing to get subs in classrooms beginning on page 10. Part of our mission is to help small and medium sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 12. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Bob Mills Furniture opened its first Kansas store in East Wichita in time for Black Friday a couple months ago. Uh, and it's great to have Bob himself join us for the podcast. Bob, Happy New Year. Thank you for joining Kirk, us. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for having me today. We want to find out more about you and your company. But first, right. tell us how things are going in Wichita and, and, and why, did your, your, why did you decide to enter our market? Things are going wonderful in Wichita, Kirk. It uh, really exceeded our expectations. We looked at Wichita for several years, and I never really understood the demographics or the market trade territory of Wichita until we did a really, really in-depth study. And I was so impressed with the uh, trade territory and the trade area that Wichita enjoys. And uh, I think we've proven that with the opening of the Wichita store and the people from the different areas that they've been driving from. So it's been wonderful. Good. I, I want to ask more about that because I'm fascinated about how, how a, 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 a company like yours comes into the market. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But first, you know, you just celebrated your 50th, 50th anniversary as a, as a company. Tell us how you got started. Uh, you opened your first store in, in Oklahoma City. Are you a native son of Oklahoma? And tell us about your I, background. I am. I'm an only child, grew up in Bethany, Oklahoma, which is a bedroom community to Oklahoma City. Uh, graduated Putnam City High School in 1965, 
went to Southwestern State College in Weatherford, Oklahoma, graduated there in 1969 with a music, instrumental music, mm-hmm. and business degree. And when I got out of college, I couldn't find a job. And I finally had a high school friend see me one night in a pizza joint here in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. Told him I was looking for a job, and he said, can you type? And I said, boy, can I type? I needed a job. Mom had already said, it's over. You need to get out and figure it out. (laughs) So he agreed to interview me on a Monday morning. And I went down there and I literally begged him for the job because I was going to be sitting in a secretarial pool with four of the young ladies typing late payment notices at an insurance company. Hmm. But I didn't care. I needed the job and it paid $450 a month. And I, it was a start. So every week, one of the insurance salespeople would come by my desk and we kind of struck up a friendship and we talked and talked for about a year. And he always was talking about the furniture business. He used to be in the furniture business. Oh, how great it was. Being young and naive, I didn't know to ask him the question, why aren't you still in the furniture business if it's that good? So I guess it was two years, and I asked him the question, what would it cost for us to open a furniture store? And he said, Bob, if we had $25,000, we would just be golden. Well, I'm making $450 a month. I didn't have $25,000, but I knew somebody that did, and that was my dear old mom. So I went and put a real sales job on mom and talked her into loaning us. $25,000 to start a furniture store on Southwest 29th Street here in Oklahoma City, an old IGA store that they were moving out, and we moved in. We repainted the building inside, and we were in the furniture business. July 3rd, 1971, our first day in business. So we did really, we sold a lot of furniture our first year, but All of a sudden, we looked up, and as most businesses, we just didn't have any money. And I kept talking to my partner about it and talking to him, and he said, don't worry. So I got a a CPA friend of mine to come down and look at our books. Oh, he was a great guy. And he slammed the books, and we didn't have computers, of course. He slammed the books shut, and he said, just as I thought, you're broke. (laughs) Oh, scared me to death won't be able to pay my mom back. So my partner assured our CPA friend, don't worry, you don't understand the furniture business. Well, on Monday morning, my partner walked in the door and uh, had a piece of paper in his hand and a set of keys. And he slid them across the desk and his comment to me was, I'm out of here. This is yours. (laughs) I gotta tell you, At 24 years old, I sat there for probably three hours staring at those keys, just trying to figure out, do I follow him out the door and admit failure, embarrassment, go tell mom I've lost all of her money, or do we try to make it? And uh, obviously, I stayed. We tried to make it. It was the toughest three years of my life. We got down to... I would try to sell some furniture off the floor, run to the back, put on a t-shirt, go deliver it. 
come back, sponge bath off, put your shirt back on and try to sell something else. And that was seven days a week, but you didn't have a choice. And fortunately, we were able to hire one great employee uh, three years after all of this. And uh, I think that taught me the value of people. Mm -hmm. Good people are the key ingredient to making any business be successful. Mm -hmm. You just can't enjoy success without great people. I don't care what the business is. And I'm a, I'm a strong believer in that. Uh, talk about your, you know, as the company is failing or seemingly failing, uh, talk about your business acumen. You, you didn't probably have much coming out of college. Uh, how quick of a, of a learner were you? You have to learn. It's on the job training. You're out there in front of customers and it sounds simple because you just buy it at one price and sell it at another. But there are a lot of things in between that can cause you aggravation. But really, it was, it was, the volume was lower, the action was slower, and you learn every day. You have to, you have to teach yourself to be a good student. And good people are what you learn from, and you learn from your customers. And if you treat your vendors correctly, they want to help you also. So it was, it wasn't me. It was a lot of people around me that tried to help me grow. And consequently, the company enjoyed some of that growth. Talk about that growth over the years. I mean, you're, you're all over the state of Oklahoma and into Texas as well. We were enjoying some uh, good success. When we hired our first employee, we hired several others. This was in the late 70s. And the uh, Oklahoma economy was very, very strong. The oil business was very strong. And here in Oklahoma City, I was able to purchase 28 acres of land that I always thought would be a great location because it was sitting next to one of our largest competitors, Mathis Brothers. And at that time, on the west of us would have been Evans Furniture, and we would be right in the middle. And I thought, boy, that's just that's wonderful. And that was our idea of what we did. And we stayed in our original location for 15 years. And then we moved over to where we are today on that 28 acres. I've since sold off some of the land to a carpet store, Ethan Allen. We sold some of the land to them. And that's where we are today, 3600 West Reno here in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. That really got us started. That's where we got our, our good location and we're able to attract more business and more good people. How quickly were you able to pay off your mother? Fortunately, my mother left. Like she was 92 years old and I'm proud to tell you, I probably paid my mother back 25 times. Good. It was the greatest thing in the world uh, to take care of mom because she took care of me when I really needed it. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to open a store in Amarillo, Texas. That was our first expansion. Uh, second was Lubbock, Texas. Then we went on to Odessa, to Midland, Waco, Texas, Temple, uh, San Antonio, and then Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the 10th store, of course, is Wichita. Mm -hmm. 
And that's uh, kind of strange that that happened our 10th store in our 50th year. So that was a, that was kind of a landmark for us. Talk about the philosophy of expansion and, and um, you know, how, how quickly you thought that was a good idea or did it take some time for you to, to, to say, yeah, we need to be more than one store. We need to get out of Oklahoma city and, and look beyond. I look at expansion maybe differently than some of the others. You never go into a market that there's not a need. Mm-hmm. If the market is being served very well, then so be it. Like, for example, Dallas. I think that market is being served very well. No reason to go to Dallas. But the markets that we did go to, we always ask ourselves that question. Can we provide something to the customer that is not being provided currently? The way we market, the way we merchandise, and with our people philosophy. And if the answer is yes, let's look further. If the answer is no, like I said, leave it alone. Also in expansion, people. You must have good people. Uh, You cannot open businesses without strong leadership and people that adhere to the company philosophy. I see companies do this over and over, and I always scratch my head when you walk in, and uh, they just just seem as if they're not as together as they should be, and that's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the philosophy that we look at on expansion. I want to ask you about 50 years uh, in the furniture business itself. Uh, How have times changed? And I want to make sure to ask you about online shopping. But is it is it easy or difficult to adapt to to changes in furniture style or or what people want? This is where you rely on people. Uh, Styles and tastes. uh, Obviously, we go to major markets across the country and we have close relationship with vendors, but a lot of the styles are geographically driven. For example, things that sell in California and Florida don't necessarily sell in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Same thing in New York and Houston or Chicago. Those are more metropolitan cities that have different tastes and requirements. They live a lot in apartments, high rises. The scale of the furniture is different. The style is different. So I think a lot of this goes into experience, uh, a lot of research that you do on different things and you learn from different vendors and different retailers around the country. And a trial and error, there's no guarantees in our business. When we buy merchandise, nobody guarantees us a sale, it's up to us. So we really try to guess right. Right. Uh, let's talk about online shopping. And I, I have to admit to being old school, I like going to a furniture store and trying out a, a chair or a couch or a mattress. Uh, how, how much of a percentage has online sales become? I know you have a lot of selections on your website. And where do you see online furniture shopping going? Kirk, you brought up a great point right there. I have always said that we are a touchy-feely business. Mm that before you or your wife are going to give us a credit card for five, $6,000, you'd be a lot more comfortable if you could sit on that sofa, feel the leather, really look at the size of the sofa and uh, really warm up to it rather than just seeing a beautiful picture. However, 
tremendous amounts of people are buying online, especially some of the younger people that will take that chance and say, it looks good. I'm not going to keep it very long. Uh, it's okay. We'll go ahead and just buy it and see what happens. I do have a lot of people that we talk with that have purchased online. Some of them are very satisfied. Some of them are very unsatisfied when you're trying to return merchandise. Merchandise is damaged. But online sales continue to grow because our lifestyles continue to change. And COVID did a lot for that. Yeah, I was going to ask about COVID. And, and is, is it difficult to, in, in Wichita at least, is it difficult to open a furniture store during a pandemic? Uh, we didn't find unsurmountable obstacles. We did not. We found that the community was very uh, welcoming to us. Obviously, we want to use common sense. We wore masks. We still wear masks. We still have some customers that wear masks that walk in the store. And we're very respectful to that. I think it's an everyday learning experience with this entire environment that we're in today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know of anybody that has the one answer. Oh, no, that's for sure. Uh, so let's talk about Wichita. You, in, in May, um, your company or a, a per, a, your company purchased land in East Wichita and East Kellogg. And I'm curious about, you know, the why and where of, of Wichita. When, what was it about that location and what goes into oh, deciding on a spot when you look at a new market like Wichita in this case? We like to own real estate. Uh, it's always been something that I feel that it makes a statement to the community and to the uh, city fathers as well. That when you come to town, you're here to stay. Uh, I don't like businesses that I wonder about, are they going to make it or are they not? Of course, future's guaranteed to no one, but we found a location that we thought had good traffic, had good neighbors. There was another furniture store, two other furniture stores very close to us. And we had an opportunity to buy the building. We went in there and completely remodeled it, added a mezzanine to it. And I think that not only will we do business, but we will bring a lot of furniture business to our competitors. And that's one of the things we like to do is increase the awareness of home furnishings in the market. Mm -hmm. Are there furniture wars? You, you talked about being close to other uh, furniture stores, furniture outlets, and, and uh, why do you want to be close to them? And then is it a matter of just being better? I think it's a matter of being different. Mm -hmm. McDonald's will be across from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Uh, they'll be they'll be very, very close to Burger King. They all do lots of business, but they serve maybe different customers with different items. And for example, the way we merchandise is uh, mattresses, totally different. We sell mattresses different than anyone in the country, I think. Uh, we're the only store that has a chiropractic position on staff. Hmm. Uh, we use technology bed match technology, which is software designed specifically trying to determine the right supportability your spine and your back needs for proper sleep. And I can attest being a 
recovering victim from uh, scoliosis, it works. Mm -hmm. I know I had surgery last year and after my surgery, I needed a new mattress. Right. And I changed and it helped me. Our bodies are changing and very few furniture stores. I know we didn't understand what's inside a mattress. You can't see inside of it. Uh, we use companions pricing, which I believe that if everything were free, you walked into our store and I said, Kirk, everything's free today, one day only. You take the most expensive, the best stuff we have, which proves you want it all. But we want to try to figure out a way in which with our companions pricing, you can have it and afford it all together. And you have a significant savings when you do that. Right. Understood. And we provide that for a customer. You mentioned Wichita is the 10th store in 50 years. Uh, are there more plans for expansion? And I'm particularly interested in whether that includes other spots in Kansas or Wichita. Well, we have two other stores on the drawing board right now. I'm not at liberty to tell you the locations, not in Wichita, mm -hmm. but we are continuing to be in an expansion mode and are expansion driven in needed markets. We still ask ourselves those questions. Can we provide a service not being provided? Last question. Uh, 50 years ago, could while you were typing up uh, invoices for an insurance company, could you ever have imagined 50 years in, in, in the furniture business? Kirk, I didn't imagine 50 years ago I might even have a job. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's been wonderful. It's been some challenges, like anything, ups and downs, but because we really enjoy some wonderful people, people with lots of tenure. We've got people that have been here 35 years. My uh, executive assistant's been with me 38 years. Uh, people that come and stay, and uh, I think that speaks volumes about some of the good things that we may do. Bob, thanks so much for joining me and giving our, our Wichita listeners some insight into you and your company. Uh, best of luck for continued success. Well, I appreciate that very much. And we look forward to uh, more good things to come in Wichita. And I appreciate the time to visit with you. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 241. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Keep those masks on. Have a profitable week.